Welcome to the Menopause and Sex Podcast, where we discuss women's sexuality as it relates to the experience of menopause. I am your host, Christy Ann. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Today's episode is going to center around the discussion of ingredients in personal lubricants. And specifically in today's episode, we're going to talk about glycerin, which is a common ingredient. But before we get into this topic, let me tell you about today's episode being brought to you by Nectar, which is a personal moisturizing lubricant by Wet Orchid. It's made with menopause in mind, and it has hyaluronic acid. Not a lot of lubricants have that. It also contains absolutely no parabens, no glycerin, no harsh ingredients whatsoever. It never gets sticky. Go to wetorchid.com forward slash nectar to learn more about this product. So like I said, I wanted to talk today about the ingredients in personal lubricants and specifically talking about glycerin today. So glycerin is something you're going to find in almost every lubricant out there. Not every single one, but the vast majority of lubricants have a high amount of glycerin. Now, why is this a concern? Well, Glycerin in small amounts does not appear to cause problems, and it's often used in, it's used in foods, but it's used in a lot of cosmetic ingredients, including uh, moisturizers that are used in the vaginal area, um, as well as lubricants, like I said. So in small amounts, it has not been found to cause problems, but there are studies out there that show that when glycerin is used in high amounts, it causes problems to the vaginal area. And so I'm going to bring you some information that I found to tell you a little bit more about what can happen when you use these lubricants a lot, when you use any kind of glycerin-based uh, product that has a high amount of glycerin, where it's nearly half or more of the product is glycerin how that could be harming yourself, harming your vaginal area, and why you might want to consider finding a different lubricant that does not contain this commonly used ingredient of glycerin. So let's start off by talking about how can you tell, how can you like eyeball, with your eyeballs, tell if a lubricant is made with glycerin. Of course, you can read the ingredients, but let's just talk about being able to spot it on the shelf when you go shopping for a lubricant. It's pretty easy to tell. They're very clear. They're very, they look almost like corn syrup and they almost have a consistency. Well, not quite as sticky as corn syrup, but just like when you see it flow through the bottle, it's very, very clear. And another thing I've noticed that if you shake them up really hard, it will contain bubbles, but it doesn't froth up like, you know, soapy or anything. And it doesn't take very long for those bubbles to go away and the uh, the lubricant to basically become purely clear again. Um, a lot of the personal lubricants that you find out on the shelves out there, whether it be going to your local pharmacy or going to an adult store or even shopping online on some of the most popular websites that feature adult uh, personal lubricants and toys and such like that, most of them have high amounts of, or of uh, glycerin, often 40% or more. Of course, it's going to depend on the brand, but um, all you have to do is look at the label. And one of the things, if you see glycerin being the first or second ingredient, that tells you right there that 
that's the largest amount, the largest ingredient. Because typically when you look at the ingredients on a label, the first ingredients is the highest amount. And then the last uh, ingredient is in the lowest amount in that list. So looking at many of them, a lot of them contain a lot of glycerin. So why is this a problem? So glycerin being used commonly, just because it's used commonly doesn't mean it's good for you. And of course, as over time goes with any product, uh, research is done um, and things that we once thought were healthy for us, we find out weren't so healthy for us after all. And glycerin is one of those things that more and more studies are being done and more and more it's being revealed that it's actually can be very harmful to the vaginal tissues. I myself personally, a woman who has gone through menopause prior to going through menopause, I've always been rather sensitive down there when it comes to lubricants. So most lubricants I find to be irritating. That's why I've always kind of made a lot. I have historically made my own personal lubricants um, out of household products. Well, household ingredients that you can get at the grocery store, not just household products, but you know, ingredients like xanthan gum and things that you can buy that are thickening agents and you can make your own lubricants. That's why I've done that because a lot of things in those lubricants always were stinging me. And of course, back then I wasn't really reading labels to know, but now I understand that the things that I personally found to feel like burning <laughs> have been the glycerin, the parabens. Um, I find that aloe-based lubes um, bother me. If I have large amounts of aloe, that can bother me. Um, so different things can definitely burn. It can cause that sensation of burning. Not all women feel that though. So even if you're not feeling burning with glycerin, that doesn't mean that you're not experiencing harm. And so as I started going through menopause, I started noticing that the symptoms that I would feel from using these lubricants got worse. And once I was fully through menopause, I found that any glycerin-based lubricant, I just couldn't stand it. I just can't stand those lubricants whatsoever. And so I did research and that's where I found that it's actually potentially it's harming the tissues down there. And so that's why I was feeling pain. So in people with sensitive vaginal tissues, glycerin can, first of all, disrupt the natural balance of the microbiota which can lead to an increase of developing infections, such as yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis. And I used to, in the past, get a lot of yeast infections. Um, I did get a couple of bacterial vaginosis. I've had that before, too. And I don't know, but I bet you anything that the use of those lubricants a lot created a situation where those yeast infections and things and those bacterial infections could happen more often. Here's the thing. I don't use, I stopped using those lubricants. I stopped using anything that was, had a lot of glycerin in it, glycerin in it. And I don't, I don't get those infections anymore. So, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You know, I haven't been in a lab myself personally measuring everything, but it just kind of seems like coincidentally, once I stopped using those glycerin-based lubricants, um, I stopped having the infections. So if you find you're having a lot of yeast infections or bacterial infections and you use uh, lubricants with a lot of, that is, has a high amount of glycerin in it, it might be worth 
trying some lubricants that don't have any glycerin in it because that could be part of your problem there. So, of course, talk to your doctor also. Go to your gynecologist. If you're having if you're often having yeast infections, you definitely want to go to your doctor because even though now we the products are uh, available at uh, Walmart and the pharmacies, you know, to um, yeast infection medicine is easily available and it's easy for us to diagnose ourselves now. Still, if you're having consistent ones, make sure there's not something else underlying because it may not just be lubrication. It could be something else too. So, but... Once you have exhausted everything and once the doctor has said, you know, there's nothing else that could be causing it, if you're still having them and you're using a glycerin-based lubricant, consider trying one that is not glycerin-based. Another thing it can do is it can alter the pH uh, of your vaginal tissues, which that, you know, can definitely bring about problems anytime you alter the pH down there. Uh, so glycerin has something that's called a high osmolality, which means it attracts water molecules. So when applied to the vaginal tissues in large amounts, that means it can draw the moisture out of your vagina, potentially causing dryness or dehydration. So if you're already dealing with a dry vagina, whether or not it's because of menopause, because... You know, even though we this show is menopause and sex, it, it doesn't mean you know, the the symptoms are the same. The outcome is the same. If your vagina is dry, sex is going to be painful. Things are going to be uncomfortable down there. So even if you're not in menopause and you're using a uh, a um, glycerin based lubricant and you're experiencing dryness, you could be making the situation worse. And of course, it's kind of like that downward spiral. The drier you get, the more lubricants you're using. But if that glycerin is that bad, you may be causing a situation to get worse and worse and worse simply by trying to rectify it with the wrong products. Um, So in the long run, if you are noticing an increase in discomfort, itching, um, irritation, things like fissures, you know, the tearing of the skin down there or any kind of chafing, investigate. Are you using products that have a high amount of glycerin? Especially if it's a sexual, a sex lubricant, a personal lubricant, however you want to use the terminology. And also too, it doesn't have to be having sex with another partner. It can be using your own toys, your own fingers, whatever kind of device, whether you're doing it by yourself. The outcome's the same. If you're using high amounts of glycerin, it could be giving you the negative effects that you may be experiencing. So if you have a history of vaginal sensitivities or allergies, it's best to try to avoid glycerin um, and talk to, again, talk to your doctor and um, make sure that, you know, there's not an underlying condition that is setting you up for that. So, um, so I found an article on, and I'll, I'll add the link to the podcast description. Um, it's on ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. And in this article, they're saying that, and I'm quoting this directly, mucous membranes in the vagina and vulva rapidly absorb chemicals without metabolizing them. And until recently, 
But in, I'm sorry. But until recently, scant research existed on how chemicals in feminine hygiene products and personal lubricants may affect women's health. So Hitchcock and Alexander um, initiated research programs on vaginal psychology, immunology, and microbicides. Eventually, these new programs, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm going to cut through a little bit here, but eventually these new programs led to groundbreaking discoveries in animals and humans that certain chemicals, including glycerin, and in parentheses it says glycerol, a common base for personal lubricants can damage or irritate vaginal and rectal, which we're not talking about that, but still it's pretty much kind of... (laughs) It's in the same area, so it counts. Um, Epithelial cells, potentially increasing the transmission of STIs, such as herpes and HIV. So that sounds kind of troubling that beyond just the fact that it's damaging the tissues down there, that it could be opening you up to getting STIs. So if you are sexually active with, you know, partners. Really, you know, the thing is, I'm not going to get too deep into this. It doesn't matter whether or not you're with one partner or not. STIs are always a risk um, because, you know, sometimes, sometimes people cheat. (laughs) And, you know, there's research showing that married couples aren't necessarily safe from STIs. So uh, we're not going to get too much into that, the cheating idea. But just know that Using those lubricants, if you are in a situation where you could potentially contract an STI from somebody by using uh, glycerin-based lubricants, you may be increasing the chance that you could get something. Um, But it shows that many lubricants contain 40% or more of glycerin. So really be looking at the labels and checking that out and consider switching and not using glycerin-based products. So knowing that glycerin is actually not all that good for you, why, in my mind, I'm thinking, why do they use glycerin so much in products? Well, first of all, the reason why glycerin is used in personal lubricants is because it provides a smooth and slippery texture. I mean, if you've used it before, you you know it feels very slippery. Um, it um, appears to keep the skin hydrated and appears to prevent, you know, dryness, but just because it does on the surface level doesn't mean it is in the long run, um, especially if it's pulling moisture out. Now, my opinion, I don't have, this is just an opinion, but my opinion is why most personal lubricants have glycerin in them, in them is probably it's an inexpensive ingredient and Looking up uh, to see if that's true, it is actually considered a rather inexpensive ingredient compared to other skincare um, and cosmetic ingredients. So if it is inexpensive, that could be a good reason why it's used is because it's cheap and easy to use. And if it's cheap and easy to use, and it is at least by appearances, giving the texture, the slipperiness that people want, that's why they're going to continue using it. Also, if nobody's complaining, talking about women like us, menopausal, who are going through these sensitive issues, if nobody's really complaining, there's not going to be a reason for them to create a brand that doesn't uh, doesn't hurt. And now let's say, I don't want to say nobody's complaining because plenty of us are, but if they're not here, let's say this. 
If they're not hearing us complain, they have no reason to come out with a new version. So most of these companies are going to stick with their same version. Why should they change the formulation? They've been selling it for years. It's selling fine. Um, that probably cost a lot of money to try to change the formulation. So these lubes that you see out there with glycerin are probably not going to change. What's going to need to happen is that it becomes discovered that glycerin is not good for all people, namely women going through menopause or women who are just happen to be sensitive or really <laughs> when what the research is showing, all women should not be using glycerin if it's causing that much of a problem to the cell structures. Um, somebody who makes lubricants needs to hear about that and change that. Now, there are some brands out there that do not contain glycerin and for the very purpose that they know that is bad for you. Uh, one of those brands is my own personal brand, Wet Orchid Nectar, which I introduced this um, podcast with, with a little plug for. And um, let me just be very forthcoming that I am, besides being this podcast host, I also do have my own brand, which is Wet Orchid. And I, if you don't already know yet, if you have not listened to my previous podcast or know Anything about me from my social media, you, uh, let me let you know now. I'm Christiane. I am a 51 and a half year old uh, menopausal woman. And so I began developing my own products after going through my own issues. So I have, again, as I said before, I've already started making my own lubes for myself a long time ago. But of course, the lubes I was making for myself were just a batch I'd make in the kitchen. It, you know, I'm not, I'm just making it for myself. I make it and then um, I throw it out. You know, I don't keep it. it. I wasn't making lubricants on a mass level and definitely not doing it for anybody else. But what happened is I formulated my own lubricant. I don't use any kind of, um, I never have used glycerin. I've used plant-based, um, basically plant-based thickeners that I found the right formulation between the water, the thickener, and um Mix that to where it is nice and slick. Very, very, very similar to my own natural vaginal lubrication. I'm really, I, I'm rather convinced that glycerin is just, they've done it because it's the easy way to do it. And nobody, back when, you know, all these brands were formulated, women who were sensitive were not being consulted. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is something I should look into. Uh, it's there's probably a good chance that most lubricants were formulated by men for maybe for both, but formulated by men, not thinking or not. And why they wouldn't necessarily need to think about women who are sensitive. So, you know, if that is true, I don't know, I'm not saying it is, but if it is true that a lot of lubricants are formulated by men, they're not going to think about that. So that's why I made my own and I went beyond that and, um, now I have it produced where it has the right formulation to be released for uh, the public. Uh, now, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to have a lubricant that does not have some type of preservative in it if it's going to have a natural uh, ingredient in it. So otherwise it's going to get it's going to go bad. It's going to last a week or two in your, you know, even if you were to refrigerate it and keep it in a cool, dark place. It's not going to last that long. So you have to have preservatives. Now, parabens, that's the one historically people have been using in um, lubricants. And that is another really bad ingredient. 
um, when it comes to dealing with vaginal discomfort. And I'm going to talk about that in the next episode. Um, but just mentioning that parabens, yes, those can give you problems down there. But you still have to have some kind of preservative. And um, po- uh, potassium sorbate is the current, um, that's the preservative used in Nectar by Wet Orchid and a few other brands. I'm not going to name the, name the competition, but some other brands also use potassium sorbate. sorbate. Potassium sorbate has been found to be very safe. Um, I, again, like I said, I formulated this, so I have tested it. And like I said before, every single brand nearly of lubricant that I have ever tried, and I've tried a lot, have made me uncomfortable. This does not. No stinging, no pain, nothing whatsoever. I can keep my mind purely on the pleasure, and I don't have to think about the pain. Therefore, I enjoy sex a lot more, and it makes it easier. Another thing, too, a lot of these lubricants out there, they don't have hyaluronic acid. And, you know, hyaluronic uh, hyaluronic acid is, um, we know that we see it all the time in our cosmetics, but it's something that's more and more being looked at into being used in other parts of our body. Um, there's not very many lubricants out there that have it. Um, of course, like I said before, most of these were not, they weren't made with menopause in mind. They were made with everybody else who isn't dealing with dryness in mind. So, um, you know, that's one of the, thing, the great things about the product that I made is it is made for menopause in mind. I mean, what more can I say? So anyway, so I have... Um, Brought you some information about how glycerin is a problem. So I encourage you to do your own research. Don't just take it from me. Do your own research. Put in some search terms in Google. And, um, you know, that way you can verify that what I'm telling you is indeed true. That glycerin um, can be very problematic. So do your research. Anytime you're putting anything down there, make sure that what you're using is good for you down there. And again, go to your doctor first, though. Go to your doctor first. Uh, Make sure everything is healthy down there uh, before you worry about other products. Make sure everything is working well. Anyway, so thanks again for another episode, listening, hanging out with me. (laughs) Um, Next week, we are going to talk about parabens. And um, I might talk about a couple other ingredients that are bad in your lubricants. We will um, make sure that we keep a list of these things so we can avoid using them, you know, as time goes on and we learn more and more about ingredients that are not good. We want to try to eliminate those from our products and from, from our pantry, from our cabinet, from our little box of toys too. So anyway, so make sure to go to wetorchid.com. Check out all the vaginal moisturizing products there. Made with menopause in mind, this includes external moisturizers, creams, gels, serums. We have some internal moisturizers, including some suppositories. Um, And then, of course, the nectar lubricant. I look forward to chatting with you on the next episode next week. Until then, take care of yourself. Bye-bye.